Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? It's good to see people getting together and taking on this gargantuan of a company and saying, hey, we we feel like we're being treated unfairly. So it's our job as a third-party seller to decrease that number and to not rely as heavily on Amazon. Customers have a four-month return window. That's ridiculous. Like, that benefits Amazon, but it does not benefit third-party sellers. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we take a look at some of the current events happening in the e-commerce world. 2020 has been a whirlwind of a year for e-commerce. Stay tuned to find out why and what is changing on the horizon for e-commerce. Ken, what's going on? David, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, back in the ep- back in the studio. What's going on? Yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, these news update podcasts, we're getting really good feedback from the audience that they like these. So I'm happy to bring more news and yeah, just bring the energy and deliver. For sure. What do we got first? Right out of the gate. This is an article that we got off Web Retailer. And it's probably the largest one of the show. Like it's definitely dominates e-commerce and, and it's likely the, one of the largest headlines of the year. The details, the U.S. House of Representatives released a 451-page report into the competitive practices of Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple. In the uh, podcast notes and on the website, we have a link to the full report. So if you have nothing to do when you're drinking your coffee, go download that and read it. But here's the meat and potatoes. This is the good stuff here. Say, uh, Amazon, you know, they're not pulling any punches. Every solution you can imagine to restore competition is on the table. This is from Congress. According to the report... Amazon is engaged in just about every sin you can imagine. The list includes using market power to push its own products, predatory pricing to eliminate competitors, bullying of third-party sellers. No. Atrocious levels of seller support. I like that one. Ever-increasing fees, using seller data to source competing products, and much, much more. Amazon says the report stops just short of stealing candy from infants. What are your thoughts, David? You know, when I when I read this, I, I just took a, a deep breath because I have experienced every single one of these issues. I have had major issues with seller support. I've had my fees increase every year that I've been selling on Amazon. I've had Amazon Basics enter into the space that I'm selling. And I kind of feel like Amazon is like a cool older brother that takes you cool places and lets you have cool experiences but also beats the shit out of you every so often. And and I'm torn because I, I love, I you know, Amazon's been great for my business, 
but boy, are they hard to deal with sometimes. And and so that's kind of my big brother analogy. It's good to see this coming out. And one reason is because third-party sellers generally are a lot of solopreneurs. And so it's good to see people getting together and, and taking on this gargantuan of a company and saying, hey, we, we feel like we're being treated unfairly. So I, it's good to see this in the news. It's good to see this going in front of Congress. I definitely agree. And, you know, if you've been selling on the Amazon platform for, for a few years, you've likely experienced all, most of them, if not all of the, the items we discussed. But yeah, it's about time. I mean, you, they have evidence, you know, we're not going to cast judgment. It's not our, we're just here to discuss the news. But Congress has evidence of all of this happening. It's not hearsay anymore. They've brought evidence. They've, they've said, hey, we caught you doing this. And now, now, you know, for me, kind of speculating, it just, I guess, depends on the, maybe what government we have in the future of, of how they're going to respond and what's going to happen. We don't know. You know, they're talking about maybe splitting into two marketplaces, having Amazon sell their own stuff in one marketplace and third, part, third party sellers in another. There's a lot, of, a lot of things they can do. So it'll be interesting to see. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad to see this happening. It's about time, you know, somebody beat up the, the bully, the big brother, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I think one ancillary benefit of this is as you see companies like Walmart increasing their e-commerce presence, this is going to reinforce that, hey, you need to treat third-party sellers fairly. And if you don't, this is what can happen. And so I'm excited to see the, the free markets play out over the next couple years. And I'm glad to see this in the news. Regardless of if it brings out any change, I think just calling this to everyone's attention is going to benefit us. Amazon responded in their blog to this that fringe notions on antitrust would destroy small businesses and hurt consumers. So stay tuned for uh, more information on this. We also pulled up a uh, New York Times article that covered this story, and they noted that there's 2.3 million third-party sellers that do business on Amazon's marketplace worldwide, and 37% of these people rely on Amazon as their sole source of income. And so this is, you know, you talk about multiplicity of a dollar, one dollar goes into your pocket and then it gets spent seven times over. There's a lot of people that rely on Amazon. And when your account gets shut down, there are families that rely on Amazon and Amazon fees to put food on their table for their families. And so good to see this being called out, especially by a reputable news source like the New York Times. Yeah, absolutely. Those numbers are pretty staggering. That's something that I know you and I are working on is to, you know, that 37% of third-party sellers solely rely on Amazon. And, you know, when that happens, they have leverage over you, right? So it's our job as a third-party seller to decrease that number and to not rely as heavily on Amazon. So yeah, that's great. Moving along, another massive announcement, Prime Day 2020. Today we're taping this. Uh, I got to look at my watch here. It is October 15th. So Prime Day was October 13th and 14th, a two-day event this year, 2020, year of the pandemic. Everything's crazy. Everything's different. So, I, you know, was it a success? Was it a last-ditch effort? What do you think, David? You know, I'm going to speak to this as a seller and a consumer. As a seller, I saw probably a Oh, 15% uptick in sales. It wasn't huge. Now, I didn't run any huge promotions. I really didn't do a lot to prep for Prime Day. And so I, I saw a little bit of uptick, but it wasn't huge. As a consumer, had I not been an Amazon seller, 
I don't think I would have known that it was Prime Day. And you think like Black Friday, that's the day after Thanksgiving and in the Cyber Monday. I first, there's something about Thanksgiving that gets people in the mode of shopping. And Prime Day, it kind of happens at a random time <laughs> on a Monday and Tuesday. And so, you know, as a consumer, I didn't buy anything because it was Prime Day. In fact, I didn't even get on and see if there were any Prime Day specials. And so I think Amazon could do a better job of kind of hyping this up. Or Prime Day needs to happen, you know, several consecutive years in a row for people to know, hey, it's Prime Day and for it to resonate like a Black Friday does in commercial brick and mortar retail. Yeah, you know, I I agree. And and as a seller, you know, one of my brands had maybe a 15, 20% increase and the other brand had about a doubled in sales for the for those days. So a great day. And you know, I, I've asked around in some of my uh, masterminds and other groups, and it was kind of mixed results. Some people sold less, some people 15, 20% more. I heard a, a one or two that sold 10x, but you know, it wasn't across the board. It was just, it was very erratic. And, you know, I'm with you. I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. And, and had I not be a, been a third party seller, the only other place that I saw an ad was. A few days ago, I, I went to find find a show that someone recommended to me, and I couldn't find it on Netflix. So I went to my Amazon Prime account, and I saw an ad in there for Prime Day. That's it. Like that. That's the only place I've, I've seen it. So yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe people. Obviously, a lot of people are struggling this year. You know, they don't have the amount of money that they usually do. So maybe you know, I don't know. So it almost seems like Amazon just tried to jackhammer this in there just to get it in there this year. You know, definitely, definitely. Our next news story relates to a new feed on the Seller Central mobile app. It's called the News Feed. And I am, honestly, I probably am on the Seller Central app way too much. I like to uh, jump on there periodically throughout the day, get a little dopamine hit, see how my sales are doing. (laughs) And hopefully they're doing well. That's when the dopamine hit comes in. And Anyway, but I, I opened it up the other day. I saw a News Feed app and... I at first was a little alarmed because usually when I see like a notification at the bottom, it's because one of my listings was suspended or there's some issue with my account. And that was not the case. And I was flipping through here and there's a lot of great information. And one thing I like about this is it comes straight from the source. And so, you know, you can get on YouTube, you can listen to podcasts like this, but you know, the newsfeed is coming straight from the horse's mouth. And I I like that. Uh, Have you, what's been your experience with it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd like to go back a little bit, and and I think it kind of ties into our first story where Congress has kind of like got their foot on Amazon's neck, right? So I've seen a lot of stuff that Amazon is doing positively for third-party sellers. They had a, I I, I can't remember what they called it, but they had like the summit, this third-party seller summit or something like that, like last month. I didn't, I didn't attend it, but I noticed it and I was like, that's, that's new. They've never done anything like that. And then like you, I, I checked my um, Amazon Seller Central app like last week or the week prior, and I noticed that, that, what's this, news? So I think it's a great thing. And they're just communicating better. Maybe it's the same stuff. They're just doing it in a, in a different way. Maybe they're reaching. They're, they're trying, right? And I, I think it's a great thing. We have a couple of the news stories from, from the feed over the last few weeks. David, what's the first one? Uh, first, 2020 extended holiday returns policy. So this is uh, any order shipped between October 1st and December 31st is returnable until January 31st. Now, my key takeaways here are 
this is enhancing the customer experience from the standpoint of they have a longer period of time to return their items. From a seller standpoint, it's kind of annoying. I mean, how many things do you need 30 days to figure out whether you want to return it or not? And I don't know if you've had this, but I have a a wearable product that I sell, and I've had people that I am positive wear it for 30 days, and then they return it. (laughs) And I I cannot stand that. And so, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword here. And, you know, all the while, if if an item is sitting on somebody's shelf at home, it's producing zero cash flow. Uh, to the extent that it can be returned and put back into inventory, uh, then it can be sellable again. And so this does put a, a small suck on your cash flow if you have products that are returned frequently. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I and I get some random, I get, you know, if you sell on Amazon, you probably get random returns that are just ridiculous. And that's one thing that third-party sellers is definitely dinging Amazon on is that they just take back whatever, you know. And, and uh, this is definitely a knock to us as third-party sellers that now you know, customers have a four month return window. That's ridiculous. Like that benefits Amazon, but it does not benefit third party sellers. So obviously I'm not for that. Yeah, it is what it is. And that's the other thing where, you know, they got, if Amazon has leverage, then they have you. So the next one that I saw in there was their advertising management console or their ads console. So if you've noticed, David, over the last several months, Amazon has been slowly migrating and updating their advertising platform. And just this past week, I've noticed that when you click on advertising, it takes you to an an entire new website, an entire new section. So they're slowly, they're probably in the, the middle of the migration now, the transition and now I've noticed that posts, Amazon posts are in there, attribution, they have, they're starting to import more of their functions into this new portal for advertising. So is it good or bad? I don't know. Jury's out on that one, but that's where you're going to have to go to, to access your, all your, uh, your, you know, your ads, campaigns, reporting, all that. The next article is Amazon is going to start releasing live webinars through their Amazon Small Business Academy. And I really like this and am probably going to be sitting in on some of these webinars. You know, there are so many items in the terms of service where there's gray area. You know, I'll give an example of like the hero image having like, including like a logo or or a box or there's just a lot of a gray area. And I think going straight to the source and learning from Amazon, hey, what is expected through this Small Business Academy is going to be really helpful. I also think as they roll out new features, this is going to be a great place to learn. You know, I'll use the example of like Amazon Posts. There was not, when that first rolled out, there were no podcasts to listen to about it until we, I think we were the first people to release a podcast on it. Very little information on YouTube. And it'll be nice when they roll out new things just to go straight to the source and learn about them. And so I'm looking forward to this. I do think this is going to put the squeeze on some people that earn an income from teaching courses on how to sell on Amazon. But I do think from a third-party seller standpoint, it's going to be better. Yeah, definitely agree. And, you know, it can only help. You know, it, they're, they're trying, I would say. But also, you have to consider that any of the information that you get from these Amazon-driven webinars are going to be catered towards Amazon. You know, they're not going to teach you, you know, tips and tactics to make more profit on Amazon. They're going to say, hey, here's our new features. Go spend money and use them or, you know, or whatever. All right. The next news article is from Bloomberg titled Google plans to make YouTube a major shopping destination. 
Now, we've all heard of that kit that does toy reviews and makes millions of dollars on YouTube. And I think that is something that is done over and over and over again. In fact, when I'm looking for a product, I go to YouTube and see if people have posted any review videos. And so what YouTube is going to do is have people, when they upload a video, to start tagging products. And that's going to interface with Google Shopping with the goal of eventually being able to buy products off of YouTube. Now, Ken, what what do you think about this? Yeah, you know, it's interesting to see a lot of different companies are making this push. You know, Google, they own YouTube, you know, Google Shops, Google Shopping, they're making a huge effort in there. Now, YouTube, you know, they're wanting to add more product tags and more meta descriptions into their video platform to get more revenue. And I think it's brilliant and it's a great way to, to increase the revenue, you know. And also, aside from that, and on another angle is if you can get the creators to start adding more product tags and meta descriptions and, and what's in their videos, you have the creators do that. YouTube doesn't have to do anything to do that, right? And then YouTube can sell more ads because they have these videos now that are tagged with these products. So then they advertise that on their ad platform and say, hey, you know, if you want to try to sell this product, well, here's another video that's like it. You can advertise your product on there. So I think it's brilliant. And I've seen a lot of it, not only on YouTube, but I've seen it in Pinterest and Facebook. You know, they're pushing out these notifications like, hey, update your shop. Hey, fill out your product catalog, upload it so we can, you know, identify it more and we can advertise it. So I've personally been seeing a lot of push from, you know, Facebook, Google, um, Pinterest, Instagram, all of the, you know, they're wanting us, people that sell you know, physical products, to update our catalogs with, with the relevant metadata and the tags and product identification so they can advertise and they can expand more. And, and uh, yeah, I think you'll see that push over you know, the next six months, 12 months, 18 months as everybody tries to penetrate more into e-commerce. The one thing that I hope doesn't come of this is YouTube loses some authenticity. And I'll give you an example. The other day, I was looking for a new table saw blade. And so I was looking at table saw blade reviews. And the videos that I watched, none of those people were selling table saw blades. They were just giving honest feedback on their experience with these various types of blades in different brands. And I think a lot of people go to YouTube to get that honest feedback from people that don't have any skin in the game other than they want you to like their video. And so I think if people start selling on YouTube, there's going to be some built-in skepticism of, hey, is this, this video is titled Best Table Saw Blade of 2020. Is it because this person is just a big fan of this company? Or is this person a representative from the company that's trying to sell me this blade? And so I always am wondering if if someone's being honest with me or if I'm just being advertised to. And my hope is that that doesn't happen on YouTube, but we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it plays out. So we are at the end of the news episode, David. I wanted to thank the audience. And we have the downloads of any of the documents that we talked about on the website, on the podcast post. And also, you know, go to the About Us page on our website and leave us a voice message if you like the show and and, uh, what else you want us to produce. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. 
That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?